Hello everybody and welcome to our first PC Boys uh, podcast and today we're going to be doing the Bumblebee movie review which is um, going to be our first review out of many and we'll do some movies from this year like Halloween and Halloween was last year and last year <laughs> you know what sorry uh, last year and this year so we're going to do Halloween Venom and stuff so we will do movie reviews of the past but we're going to start off with Bumblebee which actually me and David saw pretty recently like what a few weekends ago yeah I saw it. I want to say first, second week of January. Yeah, it was, it was a good movie, good time. So, um, do we want to make this a spoiler or spoiler-free sort of review? Because it, I mean, it's been out for a good amount of time. I don't know, let's let her decide. She, I don't know. Do you Have you seen it yet or no? Do you care if we spoil the movie for you? <laughs> Alright, so I guess, I guess that's our answer. So I guess we're doing a spoiler review. So, Bumblebee is a prequel... Maybe we're all hoping it to be a... do, like, softcore spoilers. Like, okay, don't okay. Just blatantly so, state everything, but yeah. But yeah, Bumblebee, so... Bumblebee is a prequel to the Michael Bay Transformers, but a lot of people, including myself, um, myself and David, um, yeah. are hoping it's a reboot of the franchise because Michael Bay's movies suck besides, like, the first one. Um, yeah. It's all action, the story sucks, there's no good characters. And this movie does have that. It has a good story, good characters, it's heartfelt. You can actually tell what's going on with the action sequences. It's a much more down-to-earth story, and setting it in the 80s gives it that, like, nostalgic, classic Transformer feel that everybody's yeah. been looking for in the Bay movies that yeah. we haven't gotten to see very much of. It was a very good movie, and... Um, you know, when I was, uh, when I walked into the movie, I know what the beginning of the movie was going to be like, um, and what was going to happen. And by the way, this is directed by Travis Knight, who also di- uh, directed Kubo, um, which also was a success. Kubo was so, like a really good movie. Yeah. We're talking about Kubo and the Two Strings? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a really good movie. Yeah. Um, so he's done a good movie, and now he's got another good movie. Um, the only thing I think Bumblebee is suffering from is Michael Bay fatigue. Uh, the reason, I guess, um, now obviously when it comes to the critical reception, 78% here on Rotten Tomatoes for the audience score, which isn't bad. It's almost 80, which is good. 93% tomato certified, which is great. When we're talking about the Transformer movies. It's the only movie to ever get something over a rotten review. And for the box office, it has made a total um, of domestic total is um, $122 million, according to this. Um, then the foreign market added $321 million to so it. So it's not so, as much as other Transformer films have, ma- have made, but, like, A, it's still in theaters. B, I think a lot of people, sadly, like, kind of lost all hope for Transformers after the last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, the last night was... And the, I didn't like it because of the whole Unicron, like, how they do Unicron. Like, he's Earth. It's yeah. like it's like you went it's, the Transformers Prime route Transformers things. Prime, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. And, like, that's what I liked about Transformers Prime, was that it was doing something new while kind of keeping the old in the series. Like, I can probably easily say Transformers Prime is in my top three favorite Transformers series of all time. Oh, it's definitely one of my favorite cartoon series, but I just didn't like the Unicron and how they did that. But, um, so, when it comes to Bumblebee, the foreign market is what made Bumblebee's most money. Totally, it made, um, worldwide $443 million on a budget of $135 million. So, they definitely made the back their budget and 300-something million more. Um, opening weekend was 21000 Yeah. You know, it was... Is you know kind of small, but like I said, it's Michael Bay fatigue. A lot of people just saw Transformers and was like, "Oh, it's Michael Bay." Not to mention, there were a ton and, of other movies coming out at the time. So yeah, Bumblebee Aquaman only released to like a select Aquaman, Spider Verse, Spider Verse, and Aquaman, Spider Verse, Aquaman, and I think Glass 
was taking over a lot of theaters as well at the time. Like, but when well, the, when the it time, came out with us, it, yeah, it was the time most theaters got Bumblebee was the same time they got Glass, so it probably um, made even less money there. So, but yeah, so they made back the budget. Um, Runtime's about out about two hours, including credits. Um, PG thirteen rating. Um, but this movie, I definitely think they should call it a reboot instead of a, um, prequel, unless they're going to go the route, like, all the movies from here on now are all prequels, and they take place in the 80s, kind of like G1, and that's another thing, and it's, like, a small spoiler, because you're going to see it in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. G1 Transformers. take place in the 80s, and it, they, all the Transformers do look G1. It's G1, you got, you got the, um... Sound, have, like sound, sound wave, wave sounds shock. like sound wave. sound wave and shockwave both sound exactly, exactly like they used to, and, and they look exactly like they did. You saw Ravage, you had G One Optimus Prime, you had Cliff Jumper, Wheeljack. Um, cool. I'm not gonna say uh, it. RC. Gonna you it, had RC. <laughs> Yeah, um, RC was, I think, for a brief few seconds, but you could tell it was RC. Well, uh, what was the guy? I forgot what his name was. The police car guy. I swear I saw him. Uh, I saw Ratchet Prowl. and Ironhide. Prowl. Prowl. Yeah. Okay, so Prowl was there, too. Um, was... Was Ironhide there? I think I saw uh, yeah, I think, Ironhide I think at one for point. a brief yeah. second. I saw Ratchet for sure. Ratchet was definitely um, there. I'm trying to think. Uh, what do they call the? Um, I I knew it, but I forgot it right the, now. Uh, the jet form. What do they call it? The Seekers? Is that what they call them? The Seekers? I think so. On Cybertron. Like Silverbolt. No, the, no, no. The Decepticons. The Seekers. Oh, the Decepticons. Yeah, there was like a. Was it Starscream, Skywarp, uh, Thundercracker? Thundercracker. Yeah. So you did see Starscream in the movie, which um, a lot of people in the trailer were like, "Oh, that guy that was on Earth that was the Jet yeah. is Starscream." It's it's not. It it's Blitzwing. Um, yeah. They just wanted to make him look like. Um, he looked a lot like Starscream, but he was like yeah. a dark. He was a darker shade of red and more gray than he was is white. Yeah, he definitely Whereas looked Starscream like Starscream. Has, Starscream has like the red, white, and silver. I the, think the and one, like the red, silver, and blue. Look. The one thing that was kind of um, depressing about that is they wanted to make Blitzwing like he looked nothing like he did it back in G one. Yeah. Um, but they wanted to make him a Seeker, so they made him look like Starscream. Because like all the Seekers look exactly like Starscream. Yeah. They all except look exactly different colors. Alike, except different colors and their yeah. heads are shaped differently sometimes. Um, so that was good and I gotta say um, Charlie Watson's character probably the best protagonist human that, that we've, we've had, had since point, yeah. Sam. Since Sam. Because she had know, a lot more character development than Sam, arguably. Oh yeah, but it's is the best since Sam because Sam was kind of the best one up until this one by a long yeah. shot. Um, and I think this is one of the best roles Haley Steinfeld's played to be honest. And it was nice because it was like a personal story with her and Bumblebee, how they met and then how they grew as friends. Yeah, and like both their stories kind of just kind of intertwined as the film kind of went on. Yeah. And she and, was actually like a really huge help in it as well. Yeah, and, and, and you also um, see um, Bumblebee, how he loses how his he voice. How he loses his voice so, box and he like loses yeah. his memories and everything. Um, You, you get a, another version of Sector 7, which in this, it kind of, so... It's like the formation of Sector Seven as we know it in the Bayverse, but you like, know I'm what I'm confused kind of about. Away from so, it. apparently, if this movie's a prequel, right? Yeah. And Megatron's already on Earth, crash landed, and Sector Seven has him. Yeah, because we didn't. Megatron wasn't in that movie at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Travis Knight said he wanted, he was planning on putting Megatron in that Cybertron scene in the beginning, but then he said, "Oh wait, but he's on Earth." But here's yeah. the thing: Sector Seven, when they met the Decepticons, when they met, yeah, it was um, the first time they'd ever. They said, yeah, Dropkick and Shatter. They were just like, com- "Who are they? Like, wait, contact. what?" Yeah, they were like, "Uh, robots." That's why I'm kind of hoping that this isn't a prequel. Like, 
because like, I think it depends on how much money it makes. I think that's gonna because money speaks to these people. It's not really the reviews or whatever. It's all about the money. No, like, same I, thing with video games. Money will yeah. determine if you're going to get another sequel or if they're going to take a different route. If it doesn't make what Paramount wants it to make, it'll just be a prequel. But if it makes a lot, they're gonna be like, okay, probably reboot because it'll make us more yeah. money. And like, going back to G one, it was good. And like, don't get me wrong, I loved Bumblebee. I loved the nostalgic feel that action was, like, they had just enough and everything, but, like, if it is supposed to be a prequel to the Michael Bay universe, that honestly makes the timeline even All more screwed, screwed up. up than it already because was. Because the ending... they've the, rewritten it twice. Yeah, the very ending, the very ending, like, right before, like, the credits just fully go on... Yeah. It's like... Like, That's there's there's a scene... throwing the first movie out Exactly, window, exactly. You'll understand when you see it. So, by the way, when the credits start to roll, wait after it says Bumblebee, because there is another, um, you know, sequence of... There's, like, one video, quick thing yeah, afterwards. Yeah, that you need to see, because it, it's going to throw the whole, like, Transformers 1 timeline off. By far. Um, and I, it, it's like, they're like, it's a prequel, but there's so much continuity errors. Yeah. With that being the case. It's like, you can't have this be a prequel because so much stuff doesn't make sense. Why does Sector 7 not know yeah, about the Decepticons? Sector 7 doesn't know what the Decepticons are. Bumblebee, this is the first time Bumblebee has ever been to Earth. Exactly. Which, like, in the original Transformers movie, they said Bumblebee had never been to Earth. In Transformers The Last Night, they said Bumblebee was a World War II veteran. Yeah, they just destroyed continuity throughout the whole <laughs> the only time, movies. The only time they, quote-unquote, like, rewrote the timeline and had it work, in my opinion, was Transformers 3 because it made sense when they, like, retold the story. Yeah. Like, the whole, I didn't like, mind Transformers like, 3. Yeah, Transformers, I personally thought that, like, trans, like most people will, like, look at uh, Transformers' Dark Side of the Moon as, like, or is it Dark of the Moon? or Yeah, Dark of the Moon. They say that Dark of the Moon is probably, like, the last good Transformer movie we got up until Bumblebee. I, um, you know, when I was watching the Cybertron sequences in the beginning of the movie and through Midway, when they have the other flashback yeah. with Optimus... I was like, this brings me back to like War, the video games War for yeah, Cybertron, War for Fall of Cybertron, Cybertron, Fall of Cybertron, and it was like, like, it was like, it was so fun to watch. Like, y no humans at all, but it was just so interesting. Like, we don't need human. Like, per I can, don't get me wrong. Like, the human characters in this movie did work. They actually managed to make not a single human character annoying. They still make the U.S. military look quite dumb, though. Yeah. But, I mean, John Cena's yeah. character was actually, like, an engaging character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, did you recognize um, the little Easter egg in the prequel, Simmons? Agent Simmons yeah, was I in did. the movie. Yeah, Agent Simmons Because was I saw, because I was like, who, who's this guy with the afro? And then I saw, like, the name taxi Simmons. I was like, yeah. that's, that's the guy from the very first movie. When he was younger, I was like, holy shoot, I didn't notice that till just now. And I whispered to my dad in the theater, I was like, that's Simmons. Like, that's the guy that turned crazy after a long time. And it, that was good to see that they uh, did God, do that. Simmons in The Last Night was just so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I, Simmons, I liked seeing him in The Last Night, but it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. The Last Night seemed like it was just trying to bring back the audience it had with the original films by bringing back, like, every old character Besides except Sam. Sam. Yeah. Yeah. He was still technically in it. They had a picture of him. Yeah. But that was it. So, like, if I had to rate Bumblebee on a movie, I'd rate it 8 or 9 out of 10. I'd say it was, like, as... as as a Transformer movie, it's the best I rate it, like, like an eight or nine out of ten. Yeah, here, here's the thing. Like me personally, I lo I love the first Transformers movie. I like the Bumblebee. first one. I like the first three. The first three I thought were good. I I think that uh, I don't I don't even like to talk about the last night. No, no. I didn't hate it. I did not like it. I didn't. I did not remotely close to like it. But I didn't hate it as a movie. And then Age of Extinction, I thought was just strictly okay. Yeah. As far as things, went. I was um. 
when it comes to Transformer movies, I love the first one. Bumblebee, to me, is a very close second. I just don't, you know, with I'm an Optimus Prime guy. Yeah. So more Prime, you know, more likes for me, except if it's just a crappy story with crappy characters, which most of them were, including yeah. The Last Night. And the Nemesis Prime thing they did. The whole Nemesis waste. Prime thing. It was a waste. Yeah. It didn't even last long. They shouldn't have even done it. And plus, Nemesis, Nemesis Prime is a is different not Optimus. Optimus. Yeah, yeah, Nemesis Prime is not supposed to be Optimus Prime. And Quintessa. Who is that? Like... Is it supposed? I'm, is that is supposed, supposed to be a Quintesson? Yeah, exactly. Like, when they said he at the end of Age of Extinction, he says he's going to meet his makers. I'm like, are we finally going to see the Quintessons? No. Nope. In a Transformer <laughs> movie, no. Nope, we see someone that just has a similar name. But to but them. um, even though like personally, I think the first Transformers is better than Bumblebee just by a little bit. But like when it comes to like this being the best Transformers movie, it is. It's definitely because the best Transformers I think a lot of people movie. get confused when they say the best movie. It's not your opinion. It's the best movie. Yeah. It is. Is it? It because, is like a Transformer like, movie. Like, let's just say you love The Last Night. Let's just say you do. But yeah. you say this is the best Transformers movie that's been ever made. You, maybe your favorite is The Last Night. But yeah. but you're admitting this is the best Transformers movie that's been made. Maybe it's not my personal favorite, but it is. It, it's, it's, the, it's the closest to the continuity of the cartoons, the time, good uh, characters, good character development. You actually felt for them. The plot was good. The story, every, it was just... Good, hands all down. The plot, all the like, quote-unquote plot twists in the movie actually landed and kind of came out of nowhere, actually. Yeah. Like, it, I didn't think the humans were going to fall for the Decepticons pretending to be Autobots. I loved when John Cena was like, their names are legitimately they're Decepticons. Does that not mean Decepticons. Does, not, does, like, does that alert any red flares? And they're like, no. They're mm. aliens. They're friendly. <laughs> no, they're aliens. We're going to use their technology, and then we'll kill them. It's like, no. It's like, you just saw him turn somebody into freaking blob. Yeah, he turned, he, like, the, what's his name, Dropkick? Yeah. Yeah, his, like, I, At I least the Decepticons have colors, works. and they're yeah. not just, do you recognize that about Michael Bay films? All the yeah, Decepticons all, look the, the same. Decepticons look the same. And they don't yeah. have color. There's nothing to them. They're just like, bleh, 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 You can tell the difference <laughs> between, like, Megatron, Starscream, and, I guess... Uh, barricade. Barricade, yeah. It's about it. I mean, because, like, what? You, what's the name of the... The helicopter, the helicopter guy. I saw him, like, two or three times. Yeah, but, like, here's the thing. Like, I I mean, he dies in the first Transformer movie, right? He comes back and in the second in one. In the second one, there's a character... No, they said, they've said they actually said it's a different Decepticon that but, just literally looks exactly like him. Which yeah. made absolutely no sense Yeah, so me. continuity errors all over the place. They just need to... I mean, are we going to call yeah. out the elephant in the room that Megatron was in the last night? <laughs> yeah, he actually we go from Galvatron to Megatron with no explanation. Yeah, and he's like, he's <laughs> not made of the same, like, weird particle thing that he was in Age of Extinction either. He, like, is just a living, breathing Transformer now. I really don't like Michael Bay and what he did with the Transformers because he didn't give the Decepticons, like, any, like, character development or anything. Yeah. I like that about this movie. You actually had characters for Decepticons. Yeah, they Decepticons actually... had personalities. They yeah. had more than one person. Like, even arguably G1 Transformers, at least the Decepticons, kind of had, like, one personality. Some of them did develop as characters, but, I mean, Starscream never had any character development. He was just like, I'm scared. I yeah. want to kill Megatron. He's I like, want to be the leader. I'm going to kill Megatron. And as soon as Megatron advances on him, he's like, my bad. That was, that was an accident. <laughs> and then he finally got what he deserved. Literally, Transformers Prime, when they had their Starscream, it was like, that is legit what Star... Like, you look at G1 Starscream, and then you look at, like, the Prime Starscream, and you're like, on the inside, that's what he looks I, like. I personally think that Transformers Prime Starscream is... Like, I will say, is probably the best Starscream we've had, because, like... It shows that he's... He cheap. develops as a character... 
like for one, he's like the first Starscream to actually have character development, and like he has a story arc and everything. They focus on him quite a bit, and the fact that he actually like looks like kind of a you know throw around. He does kind of look he like he does kind of look like a rag doll. Honestly, he looks like he could be thrown around, but he can he can take a beating. I'll give him that. Starscream can take a Prime, beating. Prime, one thing I hate about Prime, though, he always gets killed. Do you recognize, like, even in the Marvel comics, he got killed all the time. Yeah, he always gets killed. It's like, it's like, it's like I can't ta- count He always the comes back, but, like, he always dies so, as well. So, one thing I want to say is, I hope this does well so we do get an Optimus Prime movie, but let me just put this into your minds. One of the uh, people over at Paramount were like, well, it would be hard to make a movie on Optimus Prime because we have, like, there's no story, not much story with him. It's like, you made a movie about Bumblebee. Somebody that, back in the old 80s, really didn't have much to him besides he was about human-sized. Humans liked him. He was a beetle. He you're telling, into a beetle. Yeah, yeah, and you're telling he me... Was like ten, what, he was like... Bumblebee was only like 10 feet tall in the original series. Yeah, and you're <laughs> meaning to tell me Optimus Prime, the guy who goes from Orion Pax, a librarian worker on Cybertron, gets hurt by Megatron badly, or in Transformers Prime's in case, Transformers looks Prime, at him as a mentor. Like, they were like, yeah, like the two of them were like basically brothers, and Megatronus was a mentor to Orion until he... It depends, like, because it's different continuities. Betrayed, like the government tried to overthrow everybody and then became evil. It, it, like, if you look at Transformers War for Cybertron, how Prime became Prime, um, the original, uh, all of them have in common. Prime gets the Matrix of Leadership from Primus, yeah. a.k.a. The, the planet Cybertron, which is a robot. the core of the planet, yeah. Which is a robot. Cybertron itself is a robot, if you guys didn't know that, like Unicron is. Um, and they were the first two, but Unicron chose to destroy life, Primus chose to make it, and Prime was given the Matrix of Leadership to keep Cybertron alive because it was corrupted. Now, if it was a war for Cybertron, um, it was corrupted because of Dark Energon, the blood of Unicron yeah. was pumped into it by Megatron. But in other cases, it was because of the war on Cybertron was corrupting it. It, it just The continuities are a little bit different because Orion Pax in the G1 was a worker, not a librarian. Yeah, he was a worker. And he was, like, he, was he was interested with the Decepticons, these flying military robots. And then he you know, pretty much begged Megatron and being like, you can't do this, and Megatron shot him. And yeah. he got hurt, then Alpha Trion repaired him. But in Transformer... Transformers Prime's continuity, he became Optimus Prime by swaying the Council, and then he traveled to the core of Cybertron like he did in, in War for Cybertron. The Council yeah. was like, you the know... The Council basically elected him, but he was like... In Transformers Prime, doesn't he refuse the Matrix? He does in War for Cybertron, yeah. too. He doesn't refuse he, the he Matrix, he, he refuses the leader, but yeah, they send him... Yeah, he says that he's not gonna be leader, and then he goes to the core of Cybertron, and Primus is like, nah, take this. You're gonna be the, <laughs> you know, you are the leader, you're the only one that's worthy. But, like I said, they're relatively the same. When it comes to Prime's origin, the they're, story's they're, always the same. Like Optimus, like but very it's much. still different. Like Optimus, there's differences, but it's very much the like same concept. Orion Pax, or in War for Cybertron, I think he was just called Optimus before he became Prime. Yeah. Like uh, he's always looked up to Megatron. Camera shaking. Megatron's always been like a a soldier that he looked up to in some way or another. Like Transformers yeah. Prime, he was a gladiator in. Uh, in G1, G1 he, he was he, just like, a military swayed, robot. He was he, the leader. Yeah, he was that. like a military commander who managed to like sway Cybertron into thinking he was a good guy. In a, we don't get a whole lot of explanation. I, this is what I personally liked about the original three Transformer movies was that we didn't get a ton of explanation to Megatron's backstory. We, as far as we know, the war started before he became evil, and then Megatron and Optimus fought alongside each other. Isn't that what he says? That's what they say, but they I... They say that, like, Megatron and Optimus fought alongside each other until Megatron betrayed the Autobots. I don't like the idea of how they did the Matrix. 
in yeah. Bay's film. Literally, they didn't mention Primus at all. Not at all. And like I said, like I said, this is why I'm hoping Michael Bay's Transformers are dead. There's nothing to continuity. Like back when I was a kid, when I first watched the movies, I was like, "Oh, these are great. This is awesome." Then when I got really into the Transformers and started yeah. going into the comics, going into the lore, the backstory. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I hate these movies now. It just ruined all of Michael Bay's movies because now that I knew, I knew, I know more about my Transformers than my father does. Yeah. And he grew up with the Transformers. <laughs> I know more about Transformers than anybody in my family probably. But of course we have access to the internet and we yeah. can do a lot of research and get really into a subject. But, you know, it's, it's still very interesting. I hope that they do an Optimus Prime movie. Though. I hope Bumblebee... The, we kind of went on a huge tangent, yeah. but I hope the Bumblebee movie does give... Um, like, give birth to, like, new life yeah. to the Transformer series and give us new films, new characters that we haven't been able to see on screen before. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Prowl's ever been in a movie before, has he? He hasn't till now. Yeah, probably, and if he has for been, a few seconds, pointed him out. Even if he's in the movie for a few seconds, yeah, but we've never seen him on screen. Yeah. Ratchet was pretty... In my opinion, Bratchett was pretty unused in the film. He films. got killed in got the fourth. Got killed off, like, very brutally. In the, in the fourth one. In the fourth film. one, yeah. You know, the opening five minutes, they kill off one like, of, like, the like, main characters. There's been a few good Transformer um, games, too, but it's very few. The thing is with the Transformers now, it's very hard to distinguish what's good and what's not if you're a kid. Yeah. But, like, if you're an adult and you know all there is to know about Transformers like we do, it's very easy to distinguish what's a good thing. Like, Follow Cybertron, Warf Cybertron, good games. Yeah. Easily Rise of the Dark Spark. Was half and half. Like, the Cybertron <laughs> stuff, The Cybertron great. stuff was pretty good. And then like, the Earth stuff sucked. Yeah, they just kind of... And, like, it wasn't even made by High Noon Studios. No, they it was just, made by all... They read... They just reused all the name? assets from... Was Fall it, like, Cybertron. Edge of Reality that did I that I think it one? was Edge of Reality. Edge of Reality. Yeah. And when I played... Like I said, the Cybertron stuff was great. But then you got to the Earth stuff. It's, it's like they took like, Dark of the Moon... Yeah. And then combined, like, those graphics and how that game played, and then combined it with Fall of Cybertron. And legit, that's what they did. I mean, because, like, let's be... I mean, granted, Fall of Cybertron isn't a terrible game. Or no, it's Fall a great of Cybertron game. is a great game. I was talking about them. Dark of the Dark of the Moon isn't a terrible game. It started it's, how it played yeah. like that. Like, from War of Cybertron stuff, it started to play like that. Yeah. Because it was a... I mean, the game uh, looked... Like, arguably, the game looked better on Cybertron as well. Yeah. And it's like they were trying to somehow work the Transformer games into the... Like, it's like they were trying to make this... Warp the Cybertron games into the Michael Bay-verse. But as far as I'm, I'm pretty sure they also said the game isn't canon, which makes a lot of sense. Watch down the uh, rise of the dark spark. Yeah, it but shouldn't it's be. not canon at all. <laughs> it shouldn't be because it just it, it's like the dark spark. It's like, well, why was it never mentioned in Fall of Cybertron? Why was Megatron and Prime using the Matrix and the dark spark against each other? And that's another thing, the dark spark. It's not even a thing in the original Transformers continuity. You had the actual dark matrix of leadership inside of yeah. Nemesis Prime. That was part of the original continuity. I mean, like, the dark spark is something from the comics that, yeah, like, it's one of those things that just did not translate well to the to the screen at all. Yeah, it's like dark matrix. Oh, let's just make it, like, the blood of Unicron. Like, an evil matrix. So it's like, it's it's not, though. It's, it's, Nemesis Prime has a dark version of the matrix. Like, there are some things that do work, like, in, in other Transformers continuity, and then things that don't. For example, like, uh, uh, wasn't Transformers Prime the, like, the first, see, like, the first, like, tr actual Transformers series that wasn't an anime to use the, the, what was the name of the sword? Oh, the, gosh. 
Uh, saber star, sword? The star saber. Star, star saber. Star saber. Like the, saber sword. Yeah. You're close enough. The star saber, like, they, I think it had never been used in a series, like, other than, like, Transformers Armada, which Didn't was they an have anime. the Forge of Solace, too? The Forge of Solace, yeah. People thought, like, I remember back when, uh, you know, we aren't even doing a movie review anymore. We've kind of just done the movie <laughs> review and taken a Transformers um, yeah, co- a a course or somewhere else. Left at but, this um, point. I remember when The Dark of the Moon. I mean, not talking about fuck. The last night trailer came out, and everybody saw Bumblebee with a hammer, and everybody was like, "That's the Forge of Solace." And then you're just like, "Nope, it's just Bumblebee's no, hammer." No, it's just a hammer. <laughs> and it was so interesting because everybody's like, "It's the Forge of Solace." I'm telling you, it looks just like it. And the, Honestly, nope. like like another thing, I'm kind of like, I'm. They've had the Star Saber in the series now, which is awesome in my opinion. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if they put that in like an Optimus Prime movie or something. But like a weapon that another thing that was in Transformers Armada that went with the Star Saber, it's called the Sky Boom Shield. And it's like, like the most impenetrable shield like ever known to Cybertronian kind. It's like literally indestructible. You know what I would love to see um, in uh, in Transformers movie? What Prime's original axe, like his G one, his G one like, axe. axe. Yeah. Like like I saw the axe and like you know. Um, they had it in like, the first three. three Transformer movies. Yeah, and Me- in, the, in the first Transformers, Megatron had his wrecking ball thing as well. But like, yeah, they only yeah, used it, uh, once. It, it, it was just like it's a mace. whip. Yeah, his mace. Yeah, yeah. Um, he only they, used it for like five minutes. They need to go back to the originals. Like and Megatron's stuff. didn't glow. Optimus is like Optimus had like a glow to his axe that was like orange in the movies. Yeah. But Megatron in the original series, Megatron's mace is mace, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Megatron's yeah. mace was like glowing purple. Yeah. They should do that. I, I think that if they reboot the franchise, which they should, because it'll bring people back to it, don't let Michael Bay do it. Let Travis Knight continue to do the Transformers. Like, you can let Michael Bay like, produce I'll wait, it. I'll wait three like... years. Like, if, if you know, Travis Knight has stuff doing, I'll wait three years for a good, decent Transformers movie. A G1 Transformers. Rather than waiting three years for the last night like we had Yeah, to. yeah, exactly. So, I think what they need to do is let Travis Knight do a reboot. People will start to get back into the series, especially people... Of uh, fans of the old cartoon, they're gonna get back into it. They're gonna love it, and people are going to invest into watching the movies and even the toys and stuff for kids. But the thing is, you can see old G One Optimus with his axe, his gun, like we did in the his new original movie. Gun, yeah. Bumblebee, maybe um, you know, finally see Bumblebee with like, some of his older weapons and maybe we might see some of the original. Kid. Maybe he'll get his voice um, box back. Bumblebee could talk in the original series. Yeah. So that's that all, the time like all the time we have, though. Thank you guys for, for watching. Uh, yeah, this podcast. Uh, what are we gonna do next time? Uh, we'll figure that out. We'll next time we'll probably talk about uh, video games because video we got games, a lot like, of video games coming uh, up. We got Resident Evil to talk about. We got to talk about Anthem. We have like, and we said we could like talk about upcoming films that we don't want to fail, but we think are gonna and games because I have more ga- games, I have more yeah. games than I'm worried about failing than films. <laughs> but but uh, uh, thank you guys for watching, listening, and we'll see you guys another time later.